You're listening to DraftKings Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Mikey A. God bless football, Stugatz. <laughs> we don't just have a wild card weekend upon us. We have a super wild card weekend upon us. <laughs> Are we five, ten years away from a super duper wild card weekend where oh. they add another game? <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know. I, I can't handle super duper. We have a, uh, a couple of games going on, promotions with DraftKings. We'll tell you about it in just a second. This is an action-packed episode of God Bless Football this week. I am dizzy right now. I mean, we have our normal conversation with Mike Golick. Eric Dickerson is going to join me and Mike Golick. <laughs> What's the matter, Bill? The conversation we had with Mike Golick was the last normal conversation we had on this episode of God Bless Football. Whatever could you mean? The only normal conversation, I would say, also, because you quickly take Eric Dickerson into not the most normal of situations, I would say, and kind of don't want to leave there. And then, I mean, is any conversation with Mojo, Jabba, and Chris Gunkowski ever super normal? I mean, look, if we go back, right? Yes. There yeah. was a time where we had Mojo come on to honor yeah. Gronk's return to New England that didn't end up happening. Uh, and he told us a story, and then he came back the next week with Chris Gronkowski, and we thought, you know what, this is... It's kind of weird. Like, this is fun. Uh, yeah. And then Jabba joined the party, and it <laughs> kind of led us to this week, which uh, I don't know how much I should say about this week, but there was a time when we thought Chris Gronkowski was the wildest thing that we could have on this show. Uh, and, you know, in the, let me just be very upfront about what's going to happen. Jabba Chamberlain's assistant... Uh, was at, let's just say, an adult establishment where he picked games along with the bartender who then promoted her air conditioning company. Yeah. Hustling. God bless Tampa. (laughs) God bless Tampa. Just when you think God bless football and that segment could get any stranger, we go to K-Funk from a strip club doing shots. K-Funk also, for some reason, is followed by Udonis Haslam. So we're going to have to explore that next week, I think. We will. Get him on. Yeah, exactly. So if you didn't think we can get stranger or weirder, well, we do this week. Okay? Uh, Billy, so do we have a weekly DraftKings game this week? For the audience, I know you're very into this, so am I. We do, Stugat. So I wasn't sure what was going to happen because we'd been doing it in the regular season. This is our first time doing this with DraftKings. But Super Wild Card Weekend. We have a Super Wild Card Daily Fantasy competition for the show. And I guess it's not daily because it's three days. It starts Saturday. So you need to get in early. DKNG.co slash Levitard. Saturday through Monday. All the games. Make your team... Win some money. All right. 
Uh, I am in on that. Mikey, yeah, you in on that? Hell yeah. All right, let's go. Uh, we also have a Hammer the Over promotion that DraftKings is doing, which is very cool. I don't know if people are familiar with this, but all customers can get in on DraftKings Hammer the Over promotion. It's really cool. So listen up. For every 5,000 bettors who take the over for Saturday night's game, and that's the Patriots and the Bills game, okay, the point total will lower by a half point. So Hammer the Over has hit zero every time DraftKings has run it. So 5,000 bettors, every time 5,000 people go to DraftKings, they bet on the over-under, it goes down by a half point. And every time DraftKings has done this, the bettors won when the first point was scored because so many people rushed to bet this, they get the over-under down to zero. <laughs> Billy, I'm telling you right now, you need to go hammer the over right now yeah. on Patriots and Bills because eventually it's going to be zero, zero points. Someone just needs to score a field goal. That's it. For a safety, I was gonna say I would. I mean, I'm not gonna tell people how to bet because they've seen my daily fantasy performances. I'm not great. I would take the over in this promotion because <laughs> if this gets down low enough, taking the under would make no sense. So hammer the over here. I'm gonna fade the public. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna hammer the under when it's down to zero points. <laughs> I just yep. got a feeling about this. <laughs> what was the score the last time the Patriots played the Bills in Buffalo? I think I feel like it was like seven to three. <laughs> like, remember they were running the ball all game, the Patriots? Yeah. Yeah. Was, I don't that was the game. That was the game. There was three passes, I think, right? Yeah, Matt Jones <laughs> threw three passes. <laughs> hammer the under. Billy, who are we throwing it to first? Who are we going to first? Dude? Let's go to uh, let's go to Golik. Oh, you know what, Stugatz, we should do? We haven't done this year. We should What's get Golik to make some picks. Oh, I like that. And I think what we should also do is present your... Uh, Billy doesn't like ties, Mikey. No. <laughs> he hates ties. Okay. I don't understand this, Stugatz. I got to be honest with you, because you do this whole thing where you hate soccer and you rail against ties and all this stuff, and then football comes around and you're like, I love a good tie. It's like, What? No, because a tie, listen, if you stumble into a tie, which the Steelers did earlier this year, they were playing to win the game, it, you know, it ended up in a tie, but that tie got them into the playoffs. Ties can be very important occasionally if you stumble into a tie. If you play for a tie, you're a loser, okay? I mean, both teams, you're losers, okay? Raiders, Chargers, losers. So but if, if you stumble into a tie, not a big, not a bad thing, Billy, I'm telling you. I actually Let like me try that. and meet you halfway, Billy. Yeah. How about this? You can have a tie in a football game as long as it's over like 40 points scored in the game. Wow. Right. Hammer the over. Hammer the over. But listen, I want you to present your uh, your overtime scenarios to Golik only so I can see his head explode. Okay? Okay. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> okay. Why does he do this? Why does he do this? The Billy? Me or Stu guys? No. Why does, why does Golik come on with us? That's All he does the question. is get pissed off. That's really the question. <laughs> Put it on the poll. Why does Golik do this? <laughs> All right, Mike, we're going to have Eric Dickerson on in about 10 minutes. I'm very much looking forward to this. You played against Eric Dickerson. I'm wondering, what do you remember most about Eric Dickerson? Because what I remember is thinking he's the greatest running back I've ever seen. Why do you keep bringing on former players that I played against that was never nearly as good as? And maybe, I know I tackled them a few times. Now, right. from my recollection, it could have been 10 yards downfield. I have no idea. But, my God, I, I guess almost any former player that played in my area you're going to bring on may have been better than me. So, I guess I can't really complain a whole lot. But well, I look forward to talking to him. That's the thing, Mike. It's two guys' defense. Do we want to talk to people that were worse than you? Right. Good luck finding them, right? I, mean, I want a name. 
I want a name. I want you to call out a name right now. This player yes. was worse than me, and I want to talk. Yes. Yeah, who's someone yes. you absolutely owned? Name names, Golik. Yes, yeah, own, we're going to get them on. Right. The thing, I didn't own anybody. I mean, right. listen, again, I played nine years, maybe three or four of them. I didn't have to worry about anything. The rest of it, I was fighting for my life. I mean, that's just the way it was. Owned Mike, anybody. Didn't, didn't Reggie White and Jerome Brown just tell you to stay put so you wouldn't get no, in their <laughs> No, no, Stu, they didn't, okay? I thought you told me that once. No, okay. no, maybe goofing around. Only you would take that seriously. No, no. I'm so, you're lashing out at me. It's yes, crazy. I am. I played on a great defense. I wasn't one of the great players on a great defense, right. but – I was on a great defense. Listen, you were a great player on a great defense, okay? You sell yourself short. But how did me, Mikey A., and Billy all hear that the same way? <laughs> because you all take it as a negative. You all take it like, yeah, Golik just ripping on himself. That's what I do. I'm self-deprecating. So, yeah, I couldn't just stand there. I actually I said, guys, I'll go in a position where I'll take the double team so you guys can be single blocked. Right. Team and if player. you believe that, I mean, right. then you guys are really suckers. So you would absorb two of them so they could yes. have one-on-one -on -one matches. Exactly right. That's <laughs> the kind of guy I was. I was all, I was that guy, and I was a help-up guy. Here, Reggie, you need some help up after sacking the quarterback. Here, Jerome, you need some help up after tackling the running back for a two-yard loss. I'm here for you. Billy is fed up with ties, Mike. I, yeah. I love stumbling into a good tie. I think it can help you out. The Steelers just showed that. Uh, Billy, would you like to present some ideas to Mike Golick Sr. about how we eliminate ties in the NFL oh, well I'm open I'm Mike I, I why are you saying oh god you're so yeah, nice I know what's coming what do you mean I, I fancy Wait. myself a problem solver you know well at least one of you does I'd like to have your your assistance on this though because as we yeah. know you played you had your hand in the dirt I never did the, the max I went to was eighth grade football so I feel like I may not be the most qualified person to determine how the NFL resolves ties but you'd be right I think Mike's impressed you played until the eighth grade me too I'm just surprised. played it all I'm stunned <laughs> well to say I played to the eighth grade is a bit of an embellishment I played in the eighth grade and play is yeah. also very loose it were was you just playing against year. sixth graders at that point <laughs> they did play me in the seventh grade game I'll tell you that much <laughs> so, dominated didn't you I did oh, man man I was racking up the stats that game until you right wow. now yeah wow mm -hmm. all right give me your best shot all right okay. so this is what i'm thinking you're probably saying you're gonna too. give him your best shot yeah <laughs> go ahead sorry I, how do you feel about ties you like the ties or you, you i have no like problem with a tie no nope. oh, zero problem with a tie at all Play i have more, a tie. I, have, I, 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 I have more problem with the way overtimes are run overtime right. in college is horrific but I, I don't think Mike likes playing for a tie. If you stumble into a tie while trying no, no, to win no, the no. game, you're good. I, yes, I agree with that. I don't. I don't like playing for a tie. You put too right. much work in to play for a tie, unless you get that one in a million thing where we had in the last week of the season, where a tie actually let both teams in. But no, you can stumble into a tie. I have no problem with that at all. Hmm. Well, I do have a problem with it. I don't yeah. like the ties. So this is what I'm thinking. We need to have results. So I have two major suggestions, and I'm wondering kind of what you think of them and if maybe you have tweaks that you would or if there's anything you've thought of that we can do. The first one, you know the Dr. Pepper challenge that they do with yes. fans and bowl where games? They, where they don't even throw the ball like they actually should throw a football? That's, yeah. another, that's a story for another day, and I feel yeah. like we're on the same page with that. But exactly. what if you get the quarterbacks of the two teams to do the Dr. Pepper challenge at the end of a tie or at the end of overtime? Mm -hmm. No, because oh. 
my my opinion, while I understand a shootout in hockey is exciting, penalty kicks in soccer is exciting, as a player, I want to determine the outcome of the game by playing the game. Uh, so, right. And I understand you have to do things for the fans. I get it. So that's why I get all the, you know, you could do it in baseball, do, do a home run derby, pick your best hitter and who hits some shot. I get it because that can be exciting. So from your standpoint, that could be an exciting thing for the fans, but me as a player would not like that. How about this? What if we do like an NBA skills challenge type of thing where you wow. just get one person at every position to showcase their skill against the person at that same position on the other team? And then whichever team has the most skilled position people that succeeded, they win. Then everyone's so, involved. So again, we're, we're always going to butt heads on mm -hmm. the actual game itself. Because even if you do that, you're not playing the actual game. Right. And I am one of those where I think you should just continue the game until you get a winner. And I know that's it's hard to do because it could go forever. So you have to have some kind of an end, which could be a tie at some times. Listen... In all honesty, I get what you're saying because it can be very exciting. Five on five. Or that. You're just going to keep going, aren't you? You just well, you're not Billy, like this Billy, Billy, if he wants to play the game, how about this? Because this will this will challenge your your general manager. This will this will challenge mm. everyone on the staff to create a deeper roster. How about the penalty for getting to overtime? Is your backups have to play their backups, but they play yeah, real football? How about that, Mike? How about that? That's interesting. That's, that's, <laughs> it's more interesting because you're playing the real game. Yes, but still, yes. again, mm. as a player, you're not playing your best player. Well, so. you had 60 minutes to get it done. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Listen, I'm not going to lie. Of all the ideas, as a player, I like that one best because at least the players are playing the game. How about if the coaches play each other and then the oh. coach can't give you shit that week because you're like, you know what, coach? You blew this game. I'm going to say exactly. this in the nicest way I can, Billy. How about well, you stop giving examples <laughs> well then we don't have to get to the field goal kickers on opposite sides of the field kicking at the same time for a minute and all the points counting wait how many field goals you convert in a minute you, I'm in. Talk, boy, yeah. you know what you're talking there a lot of pulled groins right there my friend speed kicking, mm -hmm. speed kicking. you're gonna speed kick him in the balls aren't oh you? i really am god <laughs> you know what i like your set your thought process so i mean you do go one thing I give you guys, you go outside the box. I'll give you that. And, yeah. and you know, again, if I wasn't a former player and always thinking like that, I, I may enjoy some of those ideas. Mm. <laughs> Mike, we have a uh, super wild card weekend upon us before we get to Eric Dickerson. I love the sound of that. Not just a wild card weekend, a super wild card weekend, which I think excites everyone. You have the uh, the Raiders and the Bengals. Yes. Is that yes. correct? Mike? You're yes, on I that do. game? Yep. So of the, we'll get to that game in a second. Of the games being played this weekend, there are six games. Right. Which game are you most excited for, Mike? Um, probably I'm anticipating the Bills and the Patriots. Yeah. You know, when they played in that shitty weather, the Patriots just ran all over them. Then the Bills won the second one. So this is going to be some ugly weather again. So I'm, I'm interested to see where it's going. I think overall Buffalo's a better team, but the elements – really helped New England the first time they played. So, you know, let's let's see where that one goes. That's probably the one that's intriguing me the most. 
Which is the least intriguing? Which is like you just sitting um, there looking at it and go, "There's no chance this team's going to win a game." I, I'm probably looking at either Tampa Bay and Philly or Kansas City and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh right. just doesn't have the offensive firepower to stay with Kansas City, so their defense would have to play out of their minds to slow down Kansas City's offense, or Kansas City will have to turn the ball over. Something we know, you know that. Uh, that Pat Mahomes, at one point, I think they were minus 10 for the year in turnover. Now they're plus four. So they, they've really kind of corrected that. Mike, back to the uh, Buffalo Patriot game. Do you agree, like, like if you're the Bills, you got to get the Patriots this week on behalf of everyone in the NFL? Because what you don't want is Belichick and that team picking up steam and picking up confidence moving on in the playoffs. You don't want to see that coach walking into your stadium. No, no, I, I don't. I don't. But, you know, as we get to the picks... New England has been kind of playing the way that they usually want their opponents to play. They wait for their opponents to make a mistake, and they capitalize. They've been the ones that have been kind of making the mistakes, though, and the opponents have been capitalizing on them. And a little bit more has been put on Mac Jones' shoulders. And again, he's a rookie, so sometimes he's going to do well, but, but we've seen him throw some picks. All right, Mike, do you want to pick the games here? No, because I'll pick them. I I do stew you gods, and we're going to air that in a little bit. But do you want to? Uh, do you want to pick the games here? You want, uh, you want me to pick them straight up or with points? I don't. Care. I mean, I'll I'll toss it up to you. You have right. Bengals and Raiders, a game that you were calling. Are you allowed to pick that game since you're on the game? I mean, how does that work? Probably not. I, prob- yeah, I, I probably can't. I I probably you know that one though. The Raiders have been a mystery all year, but the bottom line is they finish up the season great to do it. But the firepower Cincinnati has. Mm. I, I'm looking forward to this game, but I probably we'll put you down for it. the Bengals then. Oh, <laughs> stop exactly. it, Bill. You're <laughs> All right, Bills and Patriots, Mike. Bills are a four-point favorite. You know, I, I draft Kings, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Josh Allen, him running the ball and what he's been doing there, I think has been a huge difference. Boy, getting Stephon Diggs a couple years ago has been fantastic for them. Their defense is really good. I, I just think, again, too much is going to get put on Mac Jones. And I think overall the Bills are the better team. I, I think I would take the Bills in this one and give the points. All right, how about uh, Eagles and Bucks? Bucks are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. I love the Bucks here. I, I love the. How can you not? I mean, yeah. boy, I tell you what, though. If Philly st- – I mean, every now and then they get away from it. Run the ball. Even, obviously, Jalen. Jalen Hurts was our leading rusher as well this year. Uh, you know, 10 rushing touchdowns alone to go with the 16 passing. He has been a great linchpin for them. That defense has to be aggressive. But I think Tampa's too good. So I, I do like Tampa, and I, I give the points in this one as well. All right, 40. I think this is the game of the weekend. I love yeah. this matchup. 49ers, Cowboys, Cowboys at home, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Jerry Jones said Super Bowl or bust because he, <laughs> any year could be Jerry's last year. Uh, I think the 49ers are going to win this game, Mike. I like their team a lot. I love their coach. And Garoppolo seems to be healthy and playing pretty decent. So if there's like an underdog here? winner here, I think it's San Francisco yeah. because – Dallas just has not been running the ball well. Now, listen, I, I know they have explosive wide receivers and a good tight end, but, man, San Fran and that defense and what that defense has been doing, you know, what Nick Bosa, 15 and a half sacks. I love the pressure they get on the quarterback. Up against that O-line for Dallas, I'm looking forward to. But Garoppolo gets another chance. He gets another chance. So if there is an upset, San Francisco is going to pull it. Billy has that look. What happened? What did you do with Jerry Jones there? Any year can be his last. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, it's not Super Bowl or bust. What's going to happen if they don't win the Super Bowl? He signed Dak to a $200 million no, exactly contract. Right. Right. Yeah, you know what happens? Super Bowl or bust means we wait till next year. That's all it means. Try and do it again. 
if I'm still alive. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry God. about that. What am I doing? That was terrible. Horrible. <laughs> now I see what you were getting at, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> Killing somebody off. Jeez. All right. Uh, I think we know where you're leaning here. Chiefs minus 12 against the Steelers. It's 12, 12 and a half. half. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Obviously the biggest spread, and it's tough not to go with the Chiefs here. Way, way too much firepower. It's a lot to put on the Pittsburgh defense. I love what Najee Harris has done as a rookie. Deontay Johnson getting his shot. You know, obviously a wide receiver getting over 100 receptions, but just not enough firepower to stick with KC. I like KC. I give the points here, too. All right, a Monday night wild card. Eric Dickerson's former team, the Rams at home. We'll talk to him in just a minute here, but the Rams at home, three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Cardinals, who five weeks ago, Mike, I said was the best team in the NFL. (laughs) I mean, I did too with the Cardinals, and then uh, not long after that, I said they're swirling down the drain. And then they go and do what they did to Dallas in Dallas. I can't, I can't figure them out. I mean, uh, you know, Connor has been phenomenal out of the yes. backfield, especially catching the ball. So they could pull a, a, a surprise here to me. What's the spread? What, what are the Rams' favorite? Three and by? a half points. Three, Three and, and a half. half. Yeah. And, and Stafford, who knows if he's going to throw another pick six. Right. I mean, he throws the yep. interception. So I, I have 17 interceptions on the year. But you look at the other side, 41 touchdowns. And you have Cooper Cup, who is a leading receiver and still finds ways to get open. So... I don't know. I, I, I think I like the Rams uh, in this one a lot. They got Cam Akers, just came up, come back last week from the Achilles. So I think I'll take the Rams in this one and give the points. All right, let's get to, uh, let's get to a guy who was uh, a lot better than Mike Golick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's get to Eric Dickerson. Eric, do you remember how many times Mike Golick tackled you in oh, your career? Oh, God. <laughs> Man, did, did, I, did I play football? Like, can I remember that? <laughs> you know, the, the amazing thing about Eric, he came in the league about two years before I did. And I'll never forget, even in college, watching his running style, I remember saying, God, he runs so upright. Man, he is just—he's going to get tattooed. Man. Everybody's going to. People are just going to lay him out. He's going to get to the pros and get smoked. And then all of a sudden, it's like I'm sure you got hit hard a few times, but it's like all of a sudden it's like, well, hell, he's—he's—he's he's, he's running by everybody or making a miss, and next thing you know, he's in the Hall of Fame. It's like, well, okay, so much for that analysis by me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I heard that. I heard. I heard that so much, man. You, you run too high, son. You do. I'm like, hey, this how I run. From Little League on, was that always? Yeah, yeah. you know, because where I'm from, we didn't have Pop Warner. I didn't have Pop Warner because, you know, I'm from a little small town. So the first time I played organized football was in seventh grade. And, uh, you know, I ran track and all that kind of stuff. But I always ran upright. And, and coaches would try to tell me, you need to make sure you lead, let, run down low. And I, I couldn't do it. And the thing is, is that the only time I ran up high was when, really when I got no fear. I mean, right. I was just such a, I was so big. You know, it looked like I was running up high. I would say, try to come try to hit me. And you'll see I'm not running high. Mike, I love that that was your analysis of Eric Dickerson coming out of college, and he made it to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and then you became, and and you're in the Radio Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I would switch Hall of Fames in a heartbeat. But but yeah, but I mean, as a defensive player, so I got in the league two years after he got in the league, so now, obviously, when I'm going to play him, you're breaking down players and you're... And I remember us as a defense. Oh yeah, he runs high, man. Let's we make sure we get our shots in on him. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, we're just one of another thousand people. Do you remember the hardest you've ever been hit? Like, do you, is there is there a time do you have a hit that just kind of stands out to you that still hurts today? I got two of those, actually three of them. I, we played the Buffalo Bills, and I still don't know the guy who hit me to this day. I remember <laughs> I cut back on the goal line, and man, he hit me! Wow! 
and you know, I got up and it's just like everything inside shook. And I'm like, ooh, that hurt. You know what I'm saying? Wow, that hurt. <laughs> but the ones the ones I do remember was uh, Mike Singletary got me a really good NFC Championship game where I saw him, but I didn't see him because I knew our fullback was supposed to come in and take him, you know, block him. But Richard Dent caved everything down. And Mike, and that's what Richard said. That was our deal. We're going to give Mike a free run at you. And it was, a, it was a third and one. And we hit, and it was like, pow! <laughs> and then I, when I got up, I know when I got up, you know, because all the black jerseys, you know, they covered me up. I got up. I'm walking back to the to to the sideline. They knew something was up, and they said, "Okay, say, are you okay?" I said, "I'm okay." I said, "Okay, where you at?" I said, "I'm in Chicago." Who we playing? I said, "The Bears." What's your name? Eric Dickerson. What's your date of birth? I said, "I have no idea." <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I, know I, I have no idea. <laughs> Listen, there there's certainly no shame in getting smoked by Singletary. He did that on a regular basis. I mean, did, did you? Now, did you? I want to know the guys who got him in Buffalo, though. I want to know that guy. Like, you never want, you never, you never came to find out. Was. I mean, I, I, I never. But when I say he hit me, woo, he hit me. <laughs> so, so did you like? Did you like play it off? Did you like bounce up and act like it didn't hurt? Oh yeah, like, you got man. You know back yeah. then, Mike. Oh you, yeah, you got you got to get up and play it, play it. Let's let you knocked out. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it is a little different today. You can tell guys, guys uh, some anyway, I can't sit there and paint the broad brush on that. But, uh, I, you know, I'm wondering how close were you to going to the L.A. Express in the USFL? Uh, not that close, really. Um, and I'm going to tell you why. I mean, and I, got, I give all the credit to my, to my mother who raised me, my great great aunt who raised me. Um, when they drafted me, and she hated football. She, she said, I hate that sport there because it's too violent. You know, it's going to cause you problems later. And um, when I got drafted to, to, to them, and I asked her, because the NFL draft was coming up too. I hadn't got drafted by the NFL yet. And I asked her, I said, Mom, I said, which one should I go to? And uh, I'll never get her answer. She said, you know, son, she let me pray about it, and I'll tell you in the morning. And sure enough, the next, the next day, she said, she said, let me ask you one question. Which one's been around long? I said, the NFL. She said, go to the NFL. So that was my answer. That's why I went to the NFL. I didn't even consider the USFL. They drafted me, but I, I, I never even went. That was it. That was the, that was the main reason. That was it. That was wow. it. She said, when she said NFL, that was, that was, that was a no-brainer. Watch my smoke, the Eric Dickerson story. It's available January 18th, wherever books are sold. Eric, why would you decide to write the book? You know, my kids have always said, you know, Dad, you're such a great storyteller. You know, you tell such books. I, because I, I would make up stories to my kids. I take them to school. My daughter said, I want to, I want to hear a story about a horse. I'm like, okay, I'd make up a story about a horse. Uh, I want to hear a story about a haunted house. I make a story about a haunted house. Uh, so, and I knew I had a lot of a lot of things in my life that people would would like to hear. I, I thought sometimes I'm not playing golf like I'm going to play today. I would, you know, we start talking about different things in your life, and I would tell us this. Man, I didn't know that about you, man. Man, really? I said, I see. He said, man, man, you should write a book. And it's just, I've always heard it over and over. And my my good friend Gustavo Miguel was the one who really pushed me to do it. And so, because uh, I would tell him, and he started hearing the stories. Eric, man, you need to do a book, man. He said, some of your stories and some of the things that you had happened in your life are just very interesting, and then people don't know. And I think that, and that, that was that was the reason why. Well, I, I I'm interested when you 
When you Whose doorbell was that? That was, that, was, that was my doorbell. That was my, somebody's <laughs> trying to deliver something, and it's going to ring again. I guarantee you it's going to ring again. So Your when, wife ordered that much stuff last night? I mean, I, I'm home alone. I, had to, I got five dogs here. I had to put two of them in their cages. I'm, I'm running a farm here you know, while, while I'm trying to, trying to do this. In the book, there's stories about football because – People had said being in radio and playing that I should write a book. And I'd like, I don't want to like name names of stories. How, how did you go about that process of it? You know, for me, uh, people who know me know I'm, I'm real honest. You know, if you ask me a question, I'll tell you, you know, the truth. I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings, but, you know, I told stories about how I felt. Like, I'll just give you an example. Playing with the Rams, we were a close-knit football team. You know, it was, it was no selfishness on that team. Uh, we were just a good team. I mean, it wasn't a great team. We had great players. And, you know, we had, at one point, I thought we had a, a team to go to the Super Bowl. We always missing one player, quarterback. Then when you get to Indianapolis, um, that was the first time being, being a, a football player, an athlete, that I had seen selfishness and individuals. And it was all about them and, and their jealousy. And I, I'd never seen that for high school, uh, college. You know, as, as people talk about us, you know, SMU, all the stuff that we're down at SMU. But, you know, Guys were always for each other and pulling for each other. And there, that was the first time that I saw it. And and really what, what made it come to fruition, I, I talked to one of my former players, you know, a couple of years ago. And I, I asked him, I said, man, let me ask you a question. Um, his name is Eugene Daniels with the LSU. I said, Eugene, I said, did you think that team in Indy was very jealous and selfish? He said, Eric, the most selfish, jealous team I've ever played in my life. I'm like, okay, me too. I thought so. And and now and, and for me, since naming names, like I'll just tell you certain guys on the team I didn't like. I mean, I, and to this day, I don't. I still don't like them because I feel like as a, as a as a player, when you play a sport, not not an individual sport, but you play a sport that you depend on somebody. You know, you should always give a hundred percent. I mean, there was times that I went on the field, I wasn't happy, but you think I'm gonna slack on my on my team because I'm not happy with my contract? Absolutely not. Or if I'm jealous of a player that's making more money than me. Absolutely not. I, that's that's not who I am. And I saw that in Indy before. I've I never seen it before. It's pretty amazing because it's a, one thing I've, I've said a lot on air is, you know, 53 guys in a locker room, you know, everybody's not holding hands and singing Kumbaya. I mean, <laughs> that's there, right. There, there's rarely one where everybody gets along with everybody, but it's like, listen, there were guys in most of my years in Philly, guys on the defense that didn't like me or I didn't like them. But when you're on the field, like you said, you do your job, you right. know, you, you do what you're supposed to do, but but uh, yeah, I, I think people think it's, you know, one big, you know, happy family in there. And it's it's like really any any corporation or any business anywhere. Not everybody gets along with everybody else. And that's true. I, I think everyone thinks because you play on a football team that all you guys get along. You, you, it just doesn't. It's like, like you said, on a job, you think everyone gets along on that job? Absolutely not. But but it's like if, if you're a fireman or if you're a policeman or you're a player, you, you depend on somebody else. I'm going to always give you 100%. And, and that was the frustrating part when you would hear guys say out loud, man, I don't care. We, I don't care. We lost. I just want to get my check. I'm like, oh, my God, that would just drive me crazy. So I would say, man, you, you, don't have, you don't have pride? You don't have any pride? I mean, and to, to me, that's about pride within yourself. It just shows who you are. Uh, Eric, I'm going to play sound. I want to get Mike's reaction to it. I have a question uh, to ask okay. Mike Golick about it. You were on Chris Long's podcast. Uh, Chris Long is a friend of mine. I know Mike is friend oh, of yeah. Chris Long and a friend of that entire family. I thought 
This was the best exchange of what was an excellent interview with you uh, and Chris Long. So uh, let's play it for the audience. I'll tell you a quick story. Matter of fact, the, the day that I broke the record, it was a girl I, I, used, to, I used to date. And I said, I said, come to the hotel. I said, get to the hotel early. She said, well, you got a game the next day. I said, don't worry about that. I said, just come to the hotel. Man, that night, that morning, man, we had sex. I mean, and I, I mean, early, and like, before, like, 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 a couple hours with me, said, Eric, you're gonna be tired. No, that's, I said, a, that's I, a myth. Is I, it? I, I said, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be tired. I never forget that. And I had two, I had 215 yards that day, so I wasn't tired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, good. You can't see my face. Good. You can. I think I can. <laughs> What I <laughs> I want Mike's reaction to that, but first I want to ask Mike Golick Senior: Did yeah. you ever have sex before a game? <laughs> let me let me say this, okay? Yes, there are those that have the ability on the field and off the field to put themselves in position to have sex before a game like that. There are those of us who on the field had to struggle every year to make a team, and off the field had no. F- way that was going to happen because i was <laughs> it just wasn't going to happen no uh, come so, on mike you know you know you did it come on you know eric i'm trying not to get cut after <laughs> games <laughs> and now he's trying not to get divorced I mean, <laughs> there you go there you go hey that was, hey, that was before you baby that was way before you oh my god that is amazing so i guess it is a myth then it doesn't doesn't mess with your legs Huh? Man, I can tell you, man, that that, that story's a true story too. Um, I, I remember it very vividly uh, because she was like, "You're gonna be tired." I said, "I'm not gonna be tired," you know. And and I went out and had a, a great day that day. <laughs> I was I was nice and relaxed. Wait, wait, so Eric, when did you realize that sex was going to improve your performance on the field? When did that oh, like? Man, let, let me tell you. I mean, as as an athlete, it just depends on you know who you are. That that sex thing, I think, is overrated. Really, it is. I mean, it's like, you know, I say this much here. Before pretty much for every game, I never eat. I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't eat anything. I would. I might, I might eat a candy bar, but that was about it. And sometimes, and I would eat after the game. And sometimes I was really hungry. Sometimes doing every. It was rare in the middle of the game I'd be really hungry. But I mean, people think oh, you got to get your. You know, you got to get your protein before the game. I, I, I didn't eat anything before a game, and so. That, that's a myth too. You were too to busy having sex. I mean. So I was going to say, th- there we go again with two there guys, you go, see? Who, two guys who played the same sport. I ate a ton before a game and didn't have sex. He didn't eat anything before a game and had sex. He's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Oh, oh shit, he did it a lot hey, better than I you did, did Mike. I Mike, I guarantee you, you did. I know you. You football player, you couldn't help it. Dude. Hey, wait, let me, ask you. Let, me, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Never, ever, never, no. ever. Never. Really? Never. College, no. pro, none of them. High school? Uh, no. I mean, wow. I, A, I was all, you know, in, if it was before I was married, I was always too afraid to get caught if you, if you have. So I, I didn't have the, well, you know, it's kind of like, you know, Jimmy Johnson, if a backup falls asleep, he c- cuts him. If it's Troy Aikman, he just asked him not to fall asleep anymore. You know, <laughs> I wasn't in that position. So even, you know, in my single days, I'm like, hell, I got to fly straight so I can, I can be on this team. So yeah, we were just in, just in two different positions. And, and I'll further it by, by this question. So Again, for me, it was probably my sophomore, junior year in college where I thought to myself, you know what? 
I feel I can play pro football. I feel like I'm good enough to play pro football. And listen, I did play nine years. It, it was it was a nice it was a nice career. Mm-hmm. Um, was but, that you I, again, Golik? No, that was not me. Okay. That was not. No, me. no, no. I'm, I'm, I, that's 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 the phone. I'm sitting I'm sitting in someone's office at, at a golf right. course. I'm playing golf after I finish. Oh, so good. That was, oh, I that love that. But Eric, Eric, don't touch anything. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I, I'm not gonna touch anything. Don't I'm do you. it. I, I was so, gonna touch, try to get to touch it. I'm not gonna touch it. Don't. So, so again, so I feel I'm good enough to play in the NFL. And I play nine years, but probably only four of those I felt really comfortable going into a season like I was going to be on the team. I felt like I needed to prove myself again and again. So, again, for you, it's just different. So, for you, at what point in your NFL career did you think, I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, never. I didn't even know what the Hall of Fame was. I mean, I'm going to tell you, it was after my, my rookie season. I'll never forget it. We're in Hawaii, and you know we, the Saints was in our division, so they were they were very tough, very physical. That's when they had the Soul Patrol defense with Ricky Jackson and right. all those guys, Pat Swillen. I mean, they had a great Sam Mills. They had a great defense, and uh, Ricky, we sitting on it was, it was a wall that we sit on sometimes. I you know, and, and right there by the Hidden Hawaiian Village, we talk. So Ricky, we, and this is the first year I, I I never met Ricky. So you know, the Pro Bowl we became, kind of became friends. And so Eric, I want, he said, I want to tell you something. He said, man, when we saw you on film, just like you said, man, he said, we saw you on film. He said, oh, he likes to run high. He run pretty. He said, we're going to break his big ass. <laughs> i never forget. So we're going to break his big ass. He said, man, in that game, we would hit you. And I mean, we were hitting you hard. And they were. But I think I still had like 130 on them. And he said, man, the harder we hit you, the harder you ran. And, and I won't forget. I said, because one guy said, we're going to break. I said, you ain't going to break me. I'm from the country. And so we talked about that. And he said, he said, Eric, he said, man, if you keep playing like this, he said, you're gonna make the Hall of Fame. Now, I didn't say anything because I didn't, you know, I, I didn't know what the Hall of I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, what's the Hall of Fame? So I waited a few minutes. I said, Rick, I said, man, let me ask you a question, man. I said, what's the Hall of Fame? He said, Eric, you know what the Hall of Fame is? I said, I have no idea. He said, man, he started like saying, the Hall of Fame is where if you're the, one of the greatest football players, you go into the Hall of Fame, you get a bus. I'm like, like a bus you drive? He said, no, boy, not no bus you drive. <laughs> That's how I, I had no clue. So he explained it to me. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So at that point, that's when I knew what the hall was. But, you know, through my through my career, guys, I mean, that's not why I played football. I, I, I played it because I loved it. I mean, I just, I loved everything about it. Like I, in my book, I talk about, you know, I could smell the grass. It was just, it was just you know, you certain times of year, it's like, Oh, it's just football. It's just football is coming around. You know, I just, I just loved it, and you know, the Hall of Fame just wasn't a thought until you know at the end of my career. Eric, help me out with this. I'm stuck on the sex part of this interview. I'm sorry. Oh my god, I, I, I am. I am. It's fascinating to me. It okay. is. It is because my legs hurt after sex. They do, but I, I don't have to go play a football game afterwards. Uh, I am. I'm wondering if you had like a bad first half, would you would you look to have sex at halftime? Like, oh god. <laughs> You know what? If, if I could have, I probably would have. <laughs> uh, I can, I can, t- I can, t- I can. Let me tell you one more. I can tell you one more. It's just a sex story. So, so we're the, with the Pro Bowl and uh, the Cowboys. Tom Landry, he was a coach. And that night, I went out. We went out, stayed out late, man. I think I came in at like five in the morning, and the bus was leaving at seven. And I'd met a girl, so the girl was in the room. And I called down. I said, hey, man, I said, I'm not feeling well. I mean, I'm just, I, I got a bad cold or something. So I'm, I'm, I said, I don't think I'm going to make it to practice. And they said, okay. So by noon, I'm still asleep. But by noon, it's a knock on the door. It's a knock on the door. I'm like, who is that? And the girl said, it's somebody at the door. 
I'm like, so because I go to the door, look out. I'm like, I said, who is it? Uh, Dallas Cowboys team doctor. I'm like, what? I'm like, hey, I said, hey, I said, go get in the shower. We're in the shower. So, so she, so she runs and jumps in the shower, naked. <laughs> and so he comes in and says, "So you not?" I said, "No, I'm not. I said, I'm just not feeling good." I never forget. He said right away, "Say, can I use your restroom?" Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah. So he goes in the bathroom, comes right out. All he says, "Oh, you'll be okay." <laughs> so I asked her. I said, "I said, did he see you?" He said. Yeah, she said he pulled the curtain back. We looked eye to eye. And he just closed and walked out. And, and, I, and I got a, I won't get, I got a $500 fine for that. Oh my God, did you really? And that was a lot of money back then. Bucks, you know I mean? Worth oh, every penny, though. You know why I can honestly say I never had sex at the Pro Bowl? Why? Because so, you never made it? I never made it. <laughs> he knew the answer, Mike. <laughs> 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 Wait, Eric, so how because E D does not seem like an appropriate nickname for you. Oh. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I just told the guys just don't air. They do these E D commercials. I say, hey man, look, can y'all stop calling me E D when we don't yeah. air? You make me feel uncomfortable. Oh man, I love it. Uh Eric, I might have to have you on every week just to tell sex stories. <laughs> God, that is that is that is truly amazing. And and that's the other thing too, is like there's like the group, you know, you hang out with with, with groups and, and groups are like, like I, I hung out with a punter, another old lineman, you know, we were all married and stuff. And, you know, we all did things one way. And there are other groups that guys that went out all the time or did stuff, probably like in Eric's group that, that did stuff. So a lot of times you didn't know what was going on until you started talking about shit in the locker room. And then you found out all the good stuff. That is so true. Let me tell you something, Mike. I'm so thankful that they did not have cameras and all oh. these cameras. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. This would have been, it would have been hideous. I mean, because we were doing some stuff that was like, man, only thing you can say, man, you should have been there. You should have saw it. That's all, that's all you, thank God you can only say that. It's a beautiful thing that you can leave it to memory, right? And, right. And no, Just nobody leave it has to any memory. proof. You got that right. Yep. <laughs> Uh, his new book, Watch My Smoke, the Eric Dickerson story, is available January 18th. The best running back I've ever seen. Mike, we're going to play a game where uh, I don't know if you're going to be happy with us right now, <laughs> but we're going to try it anyway. <laughs> uh, Eric, we'll let you go in a couple of minutes here. Dickerson or Dickers out, okay? <laughs> like, that's it's the only way we can, <laughs> we can do it, okay? Mike, are you mad at me right now? <laughs> no, uh, you know what? Eric, he does this all the time. He brings on guys that I know or I played with or I'm friends with, and at the end, he plays some dumb freaking game that that usually either pisses off the person or embarrasses a person and i catch the brunt of it so i apologize up front give no this problem, one a chance no mike give this one a chance hey, give okay. this one a chance mike. dickers in or dickers out okay dickerson or dickers out okay the running back position not being nearly as valuable as it once was dickerson or dickers out oh dickerson you kidding me dickerson why do you think eric you know i, I really believe that that's kind of uh if you say something enough, people start believing it. You know, like like you don't need to run him back. You don't need this. You know, and 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 let me tell you something. Matter of fact, it was a couple of weeks ago, but a couple of months ago, I was in New York and I was with LT and Bruce Smith. And I said, man, let me ask you a question. I said, let me ask both y'all defensive players. I said, how would you like it if they didn't run the ball one time? Both of them said at the same time, not one run. Like, no runs. I said, not one run. No jet sweeps. Oh, he said, man, we love it. 
He said, we would love that. He said, we don't want them to run the football. He said, the running game wears you down. I'm like, right. But, you know, they don't want to believe that. Prime example is Sunday's game with the Rams in San Francisco. They wore our ass out with the running game. So yeah. I just don't know why they they, they, they don't they respect the running backs anymore. It's, I can say this much here. It's not a, a, a plethora of backs like it used to be. Like in, in our era, it was like five, six, seven, eight backs. Yeah. Now you can name maybe two, three, and that's about it. That, that I'll tell you, that's really a, a workhorse running back. Ties okay. in the NFL. Dickerson, Dickers out. Dickers out. You hate ties. Uh, Billy hate hates ties. ties, too. Our our executive producer, he just perked up. He hates ties. He wants no to get rid of ties. ties. Yeah. I, 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 hate, I, hate, I hate ties. I mean, look at the game. Look at the game of the Raiders in, in uh, San Diego. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. L.A. That should have been a tie. Yeah. I mean, really? I'm like, what was Staley thinking about calling time? I'm like, huh? Because, <laughs> you know, I, I talked to a guy that, that works for the Raiders. He said that they were going. They were just going to let the clock run out. Mm-hmm. Both of them went to the playoffs. That, that was the plan. Just let the clock run out. I, I was still amazed that Staley said he called timeout to get the right personnel in because they knew where they were going to run the ball in. Well, if you got the right personnel in, they, <laughs> sure, they sure <laughs> get the bet on that play. <laughs> they, 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 they ran they the ball the yards right after. <laughs> oh, we, we thought we had the right personnel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. I know you got a tea time, okay? Uh, wearing the goggles while having sex. Dickerson, Dickers out. <laughs> I'm glad you cannot see my face. Dickers out here, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, what, you have a sex thing. Listen, Eric. I think you got a sex addict over there, really. Uh, Eric, get out of here. You got a tea time. What's the handicap these days? Uh, I'm a six handicap today. I'm, oh. playing with my friend. I'm, playing, I'm playing my friend John Daly out here today, so I'm looking oh, forward to it. Hey, Daly's yeah. kid can play, too. Can play. He can they play. Won he can that, play. Uh, they won that that tournament that, together. My father's that father's son. Yep, he can yeah, yeah, kid can, he can play. Do. Very cool. Yep. All yep. right, so me and Golick would like to challenge Eric Dickerson and a teammate of his choice to a golf match, okay? Can love we get it. that I, done some point? I would, lo- I would love that. Me and Marcus okay. Allen will play you guys. Okay. Oh, that yeah, works. Just don't choose Daly. That's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, check out his new book. Buy his new book, Watch My Smoke. The Eric Dickerson Story is available on January 18th, wherever books are sold. Uh, Eric, we really enjoyed this, man. We hope to do it again down the road. We appreciate okay. it. Okay. All right, thank you, guys. Thanks, Eric. Right, See you, man. All right, take care, Stu. Okay, guys, take care. See All right, have fun. All right, All right bye. Okay. Let's see if he knows how to turn it off. Let me see how he shut this damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to this week's edition of Stu Yagath, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code DAN for a special offer when you sign up. That's code DAN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, time for the picks this week on Stu Yagath here on God Bless Football. 64-49 and 49 on the season for the NFL season. How about that? As we head into the playoffs, a super, not a wild card weekend, a super wild card weekend. How about that? I mean, with a Monday night game, a couple of Saturdays, a few Sundays, what a weekend it's going to be. Again, 64 and 49 on the season. As we head into the second season, the most important season, win or go home. Let's get to this week's pick, super wild card weekend again. 64 49 on the season. You are welcome. You are welcome. Uh, let's start with the Bengals and the Raiders. Bengals at home. They haven't played a playoff game, it seems like, in forever. They are minus five. They're taking on the Raiders. I don't know if the Raiders are for real. I have no idea. 
Some weeks they look like they could win the Super Bowl. Other weeks, eh, not so good. I have the Bengals winning the game, covering the spread. The Bengals win at home. By 10 points, they advance. The Bills, minus four, taking on the Patriots in Buffalo. New England, embarrassed Buffalo in Buffalo about a month ago. Revenge time. The Bills win by 14 points. The Bucks minus eight and a half against the Eagles. I'm not certain the Eagles are better than the Vikings. How about that? I know the Bucks are really good and have the best quarterback ever. They win by 17 points at home against the Eagles. The 49ers and Cowboys. Cowboys, three and a half point favorites at home. I have the Niners not only covering the spread, they win the game outright. Very dangerous team. I'm telling you that right now, okay? 49ers getting three and a half points on the road in Dallas. They win the game by four points. The Chiefs, the Steelers, a classic matchup. Steelers are getting 12 points. Mahomes, Kelsey, offense starting to gel. Defense been good all year. This is a tough game. I could see the Steelers having a chance to win at the end of the game. I don't know. It always seems like they have a chance to win at the end of the game, but not this game. The Chiefs beat them by 21 points at home. Rams and Cardinals Monday night, super wild card weekend. How about that? This is exciting. A Monday night playoff game. Rams at home taking on the Cardinals. I've had my eye on Sean McVay for a while now. I think he's overrated. I'm not certain Stafford's that good, to be honest with you. I don't know if he's any good. We'll find out this weekend. I don't think he is that good. And I have my eye on McVay. I have the Cardinals. They are plus three and a half. The Rams lose the game. The Cardinals cover the spread. They win the game outright. They advance. Those are the picks, everyone. I am going 6-0. I went 64-49. and You should trust me, but you also shouldn't. Those are the picks this weekend. Good luck, everyone. Since before we get to Brian Flores, we were laughing at your Twitter feed because you're just irate over Flores, and a lot of people down here are, and we'll get to that in a second. But before we get to that, I just want to look back to last week for a second because yeah. we've been waiting to see something from Trevor Lawrence the entire year. Now, the Jaguars probably should have tried to lose that game instead of win that game, but they won nonetheless. Um, but Trevor Lawrence, for the first time this year, looked good for an entire game. Like, Chris, yes. that looked good, man. That looked like the guy we want him to look like or expect him to look like. It definitely gave me a little bit of a silver lining about his year. Because his first half of the year, you know, I know I came on here a lot and said, hey, listen, don't look at the results. There's still a lot of things that look good. They passed the eye test. The last six, seven weeks of the year, they were a little concerning. They were. The ball was all over the place. The decision-making got really bad. You know, his feel in the pocket is definitely something he has to continue to work on. You know, but, yeah, you saw in that game there just about everything you want to see. High-level throws, whether it was with power, touch. You saw the athleticism he has. You know, he's tough as hell. He'll stand in the pocket and take hits, but no doubt. You know, definitely a good way to finish because – you know, again, I hear things from people all around football. And, of course, I'm watching game tape, whether it was, you know, the Patriots game the week before that, the Jets game a few weeks before that. There's been too many games where I've come away. and This is how I explain it. And this is what I told you guys, I think, during the draft process. He's got to hone in his mechanics a little bit. Like, he could throw the 10-yard out route 10 times, and throw it six different times within that 10 times, right? Six different ways, I should say. Excuse me. You know, one time he's leaned back. 
the next time he steps way out in the bucket, the next time his arm comes way over the top and he steps all weird. He's got talent and completes it still, but that doesn't make you the machine you need to be in the NFL. And to me, that's something he's really got to like master this offseason. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because that job's open. As you know, there are plenty yeah. of jobs open. And I would say that if you're basing it off the last game, that might be the job you want if you're a head coach because of that guy, specifically for that quarterback. Maybe the Vikings, maybe that job. What is the job that's the most attractive to you right now? Oh, well, that one, of course, does have some attractive parts to it. There's no doubt. And the, the thing, all right, let's say it's two sides of the story in Jacksonville. Do you really want to go there and try to rebuild and start this whole damn thing? We always hear about the dysfunctional stories and all that. But also, I think it's going to appeal to coaches in the way of where, wait, there's really no downside. You know, you can't really go anywhere but up. There's not a real lot of pressure being a small market team in Jacksonville. So it'd be very easy to exceed expectations. And you do have the quarterback there. So there is that aspect. Now, we get to the next conversation as far as the team or the job that I look at. I look at, I guess, three of them a little bit differently than the rest, where I think the Bears have some real qualities to like. Their defense is legit. They have a quarterback that we saw that looks like a star. They got two receivers, a good young tight end, a good running back, some yellow offensive linemen. That's cool. Denver is an appealing one because it has everything except the quarterback. So there's that aspect. And the other one that I look at is, of course, the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins got everything and a bunch of young talent other than, yeah, the offensive line and the quarterback thing or a question mark. You know, but after that, you got a lot of things you like and not just like where you look at some positions, you go, holy shit, they're like stacked at some of these positions. They're really talented. So I guess those are the three that kind of jump out to me more than the others. How good is Jalen Waddell? Oh, my gosh. I'm a yeah. star. Like, you want to yes. talk about a guy I misevaluated in the draft. There's no doubt. I mean, he's got, like, unreal quicks. I and mean, his ability to accelerate is as good as anybody in football. He plays bigger than his size. Like, he's a weapon. Again, it's a new age receiver. Again, another guy that's coming to the league. A lot like we're seeing you know, Debo Samuel, Jamar Chase, you know, Waddle, uh, DJ Moore up in Carolina. They're like running backs that play wide receiver. It's a new breed of that kind of guy in the NFL right now. So we've discussed the firing of Brian Flores, the Dolphin head coach, on our show. Uh, we've discussed it all week. So the floor is yours. You've been uh, you've been very vocal on Twitter. I'm certain on all your platforms you've been vocal about it. There are some Dolphin fans who aren't happy, but there are some Dolphin fans that say, hey, if he did it to get Jim Harbaugh, we're good because they feel like that's an upgrade at the head coaching spot. So what well, have been why, your yeah, Well, what I would say to that is why. Why is Jim Harbaugh an upgrade at the coaching spot? Why? Jim Harbaugh's a good coach. I get it. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. He took over a 49er team that was phenomenal. It was the best team in football for like three years in a row. And he got to the Super Bowl once. I'll give him that. Right? I mean – you know, again, well, I that's don't know why, Chris, that's... because he got to that Super Bowl. Listen, he was, a play away. he was a play away from winning a Super Bowl, a play away from making it back to another. So that's why I, I, I get that, you know, but I do. I, I'll be one to say it is something to say that you're the best and most talented team in football and you couldn't win the damn thing. There you you know, go. and again, I mean, so what you guys want him down there in Miami? So what he can ditch you and make every they're just said they they just said they just hired a guy because he can't get relationships right, which is a bunch of bullshit. Now you're going to hire the king coach in football who can't get any relationship right? (laughs) So, like, what? That makes no sense. So shut that up. 
That was the dumbest crap ever that Brian Flores got fired. Well, that Total was a smear off. campaign, and, and I'm with it you. Was, like, we all have yeah. issues with the smear campaign. I didn't hear any of that when Flores was here for three years. No, it's a smear campaign. It's, it is. It's a bunch of BS. And listen, like, you know, it's playing into a, an angle that's already there because that's what a lot of people say about Patriots coaches or expatriate coaches. You know, that's the thing that everybody likes to pin them on is, oh, the relationships, or they, they can't talk to people. First off, everybody in the building already had a relationship with him. It's the whole New England staff that had a relationship with him. So there was already a relationship. So there's your first challenge flag to that bullshit thing that was thrown out there. Right. And then, I mean, everything that he did went in the upward direction. I mean, as far as, you know, formulating and getting an offense that fit to a realizing, okay, wait, the GM missed on some picks here on the offensive line. Uh-oh, I got to figure out a way to play here. Oh, I'm going to have to carry the team with the defense. All right, let me come up with a scheme that is different from the rest of everybody in football to give us an advantage there. We're going to put all these guys in the line of scrimmage. You don't know who's blitzing, who's coming back, whatever. I mean, everything he did was positive for the organization, let alone he made them relevant again. He made them tough. And that's where I, I don't understand it. And to me, that's where it seems like a political smear job to me in my heart of hearts. I want to think really him and Greer didn't get along mm -hmm. and, and Greer knew that. And he was afraid he was going to be the guy that was going to get fired. So he started being Johnny politician with the owner and he made sure Brian Flores got out of there. But you're not believing any of the bullshit. Like, he cut right down to it. The reason, Steve, there's no smear campaign. Stephen Ross had to say something because we all know that he wants to hire Jim Harbaugh. That's it, well, right? Well, yeah, I don't even know if he does want to hire Jim Harbaugh. I just believe he was sold a bunch of goods somewhere in the line. I, something has to do with Tua. I do believe that, too. Right. I do. You know, I have a hard time thinking in my heart of hearts, Brian Flores, who came from New England, he worked in the front office. They have a a a scale and a certain measurement and kind of guy you have to be to be a quarterback in New England and play for their franchise. Tua doesn't fit any of them. So I'm sure he didn't want it. I don't know if it came down to that, that Greer and Ross just want to make that work because Ross forced Tua on the organization and he's the reason they picked him. So he wants to make that work. I don't know. But either way, they've doubled down with Tua and Chris Greer and we'll see where it goes from there but i think they're making a grave mistake no doubt so the giants are are an organization that is near and dear to you and your family your dad obviously played and won a couple of super bowls for the giants so they get rid of gettleman well they allow him to retire they don't fire him so they did it the right way okay this is a team by the way who has a long storied past great history yet they haven't been above 505 years which is insane such a crazy stat uh but then the next day they get rid of joe judge and a lot of people feel like the firing of Brian Flores down here was connected to their decision to get rid of Joe Judge because they might covet uh, Brian Flores. Uh, what are your overall thoughts on what transpired this past week with the Giants, a team that you love? Yeah, right. right. I do. I love them. I do. Right. And, and I, I, I look at it, and, and again, you know, I don't even know. I don't know if I believe that just because of uh, can, can the Giants really sell another New England coach as their head coach here after just Joe Judge did that? Right. That's where I'm not sure. I, I take them at their word that they're going to hire a GM and let the GM pick the guy so they can be on the cohesive same page here and build a team the right way, sure. the way it's supposed to be done. 
So I do think that's where they'll go. Joe Judge, again, I'm a defender of Joe Judge. I worked with him up in New England. I was, and I was defending him throughout the year. But to me, there's three things that got him fired. You know, one, everybody up here always questioned the coaching staff to a degree. And I would say, hey, okay, I get it. There was no marquee coach on the staff other than maybe the defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, right? And he's one of the guys. People jumped on him for Jason Garrett. I still wonder whether the Giants forced Jason Garrett on him or he hired himself. I don't know. But I think that was one issue that led led to the downfall. But really, I think he was going to survive and be the head coach until the last three weeks of the year, and he put the nail in his own coffin. The 11-minute rant on after the Eagles game talking about players want to be here and, you know, kind of showed he was a little insecure about his status and how people were questioning him. And he kind of went on a rant to where a lot of people went, whoa, what the hell is he talking about? Where is he going here? And then the quarterback sneak thing against Washington last week on third and nine. To me, those are two things that the Giants fan base exploded with. Couldn't believe he handled those situations the right way. And they literally became a social media meme, an internet mocking session of the Giants and their franchise. And to me, I think that's where it finally hit rock bottom. And the Marriott family was like, I I don't know if I like the way this looks. I don't know if I like the way he's handling himself. And the fan base has totally given up on us. And I think we got to make a move. By the way, while we're talking here, the Texans just fired David Culley. So I think four weeks ago, I said he was the coach of the year. (laughs) But David Culley has now been fired by the Texans. Wow. I, I, you know, it went, it went so long here. I thought, well, maybe they're not going to do it. You know, they, they did some good things this year. They really did. And it was not an easy situation. They were competitive and beat some teams that they had no business beating. Watch out for Brian Flores or Josh McDaniels of the Houston Texans. Nick Casario's the GM there. Such a he great is very point. close to McDaniels. And th- that to me is they're opening the door for one of those two guys. That's what I would bet on. Deshaun Watson, we'll see what happens there, right? It's all disgusting. The whole thing is gross. But uh, Deshaun Watson wanted to go to Miami because of Brian Flores. So let's just be, so that would be, you're right. Well, I didn't even think about that, that maybe that's where Flores goes and, and Deshaun uh, decides that he wants to stay if he gets past all this stuff uh, kind of off the field. Chris Sims with us on Button Podcast, PFT with Mike Florio, Football Night in America. Uh, wh- which of the of the playoff quarterbacks, which one has the most amount of pressure on him? All right. Well, I think Stafford's up there. I yeah. do think that. No you know, everybody's looking at him going, wait, all right, you got a team. You're in the playoffs here. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? And you got, you got coach. other guys to support yeah. you. You got a coach. You got a team that's shown they can get to the playoffs without you. What can we do there? And, of course, the way he's played down the stretch – with basically the last five or six weeks throwing as many touchdowns as interceptions, yeah, that's certainly a big question mark. And they got him to win games like last week or win a game like this this weekend on Monday night with the Cardinals. So he's one I look at. Here's another one I'll throw out at you here. Because um, I don't know if anybody really has great pressure on Dak. It's there a little bit because of the price tag. I, they haven't. They've won, what, one playoff game since he's been the starting quarterback. So that is there, too. The other one I'm going to throw in there, Jimmy Garoppolo. Because I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo's back as the 49ers quarterback unless they win the Super Bowl, probably. I I think even if they got to the Super Bowl and if they had to get there running the ball and then the Super Bowl, like the last one where he plays good but not great and they lose, they they put three first-round picks into Trey Lance. He's out of here. So 
he's the one, another one I'd throw out there to go. If they don't win the Super Bowl, he's going to have to find a new team to play for next year. I want to float one by you and get your thoughts on this, okay? How about Aaron Rodgers? Well, wait, only, you're right. You're right. Thank you. Because he's only won the one Super Bowl. And if you want to be considered elite, you have to. Eli Manning has won two Super Bowls. You have to win at least two Super Bowls if you want to be in that conversation. And he hasn't done it. And he hasn't done it with very good teams. <laughs> no, no, I know. And, and you're, you're, I, I totally get that. I think that's certainly a, a one that, yes, should be put up there in that conversation, too. For yeah. legacy terms, everything you're talking about. You go from one Super Bowl to two Super Bowl, it does put you in a different stratosphere. You know it doesn't change anything for me, but for the casual fan, yes, yes, that's what a lot of this is measured by. And he can change their minds, I think, and his whole legacy and how he's looked at if he did win a Super Bowl this year. What game are you looking at this weekend that excites you? For me, it's Bengals-Raiders. Like I, I have no idea what's going to happen in that game because both yeah. quarterbacks are pretty good. Both teams are pretty good. The defenses aren't that good. I think it's going to be a right. fun game. Yeah, it, it could be a fun game, and there's no doubt. And they'll, you know, they played once already earlier this year, and the Bengals won 32 to 13. But don't that that score is so misleading. It was 16 to 13 with five minutes left in the football game. So I expect that to be a fun, close game. I think the ones I'm most excited about, though, I, I think the first one would be the Cowboys 49ers. That would be the game. first one. Yeah. You know, I, I think the 49ers can go to the Super Bowl. I think they're the best wild card team that's out there and available. You know, we know Shanahan's special. The offense and defensive line are special. Their defense in general is special. And then you add his tricks to the offensive side of what they do there. I look at that to be really interesting because, of course, we know Dallas has star power, too. Can the Dallas D-line and that group of super freaks with Michael Parsons, can they just mess up the 49ers' run attack and O-line? That's something I am looking forward to. I think the other one I'm looking forward to a little, too, is just the Bills-Patriots. Yeah. Because of the, you know, I think there's a real rivalry. I think there is some real hatred there between the coaching staffs. Uh, it's the third time they're playing, basically, in five weeks. So there's a, even a more of a personal hatred when it's that fresh to you. We won, we lost, you know, uh, that's another one I look at to, to be fun because again, even in the second game, the bills won, but the bills won because Josh Allen was out of this world. Belichick called some great defenses and it didn't matter. They couldn't stop them. So that's where I look at it and go, Ooh, what's Belichick going to have in store this week to stop them or slow them down a little bit. Or is this guy just going to be the freak show he is and overcome all these great defenses and continue to make plays the way he usually does? Unbutton Podcast. Check him out there. PFT with Mike Florio. Check him out there. Football Night in America. You can check him out there. He's f***ing everywhere. God bless football as well. Uh, so we were scrolling through your Twitter feed, okay? And we saw, you know, Flores. And we saw, you know, you're taking out the Eagles defense. And Billy sees what others don't, okay? The only thing that Billy saw was that you do, you apply your own makeup. Oh, Billy, go ahead. Like, why were you floored by that? What happened? I, I saw two things I actually want to talk to you about. One, I saw that you do your own makeup, which pretty impressive. I'm wondering where you go. Do you go to Ulta? What do you do there? Do you go to Sephora? Like, where do you get the makeup? And two, after we get your makeup tips, you have a nice little sit down with Joe Burrow, huh? 
Oh, <laughs> look at you. Look at you being all fanboy. <laughs> looking at me and stuff. Stop jocking my shit, Billy. Come on. I don't know. Guy's a stage nine clinger, it seems like, a little bit. You got to watch out for him here. When, when do we get to see that full interview? Is it Sunday? When no, do we get to I, see that? No, Billy, honestly, thanks for even giving it props. I appreciate you seeing that. Yeah, that'll be Saturday. You know, the nice. Bengals Raiders game is on NBC, right, at 4.30 Eastern. Mm. We have an hour and a half pregame show leading up to that. You'll see the full Joe Burrow interview then. So there's that. And then the makeup. Yeah. You know, it, they don't have makeup people in there, in, in there early enough for our 7 a.m. show on uh, pro football talk. That's on Peacock every morning. Right. So I had to learn to do it myself. And the wife, you know, she's just giving me a few tutorials. She buys it. Listen, I have my my man purse right here. There oh, it is. Oh, it's got God. the makeup in it, right? So I just I put some makeup. I'm not ashamed to say that I put makeup on. Not in this day of age of HD and 4K TV and all mm -hmm. this crap. And I have a real shiny face and forehead. I need makeup. So, uh, yeah, I've learned to do it over the years, Billy. But way to go. Way to scout me out. Unbutton Podcast, PFT with Mike Florio, Football Night in America, and also this Saturday, uh, Chris Sims sits down with Joe Burrow before the Raiders and Bengals game. He also joins us right here on God Bless Football every week. We love him. Thank you, Mr. Sims. We'll talk to you next week, man. Yep, you guys awesome. Love it. Have a great weekend. Hey, enjoy the super wild yes. card weekend. Yeah. It is a great weekend. It, it is. is. It's one of my favorite weekends of the year, if not my favorite. I can't wait for it. It would be good. Hold on. Can you see me or not? Hold no. On. No. Oh, first of all, whatever it is, turn it down. Holy shit. I'm in the, I'm, I'm in the strip club. Hold, hold on one second. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> this is amazing. Jabba's personal assistant, K-Funk, who is really Chris Gronkowski's personal assistant. <laughs> Jabba don't need anything. Uh, he is joining us live from a strip club, which is – I can't believe it took this long. <laughs> Did Chris hop off the second and saw where Funk was? He's not on yet. Dude, there's no way we're gonna get anything accomplished with that going in the loud background. <laughs> Why are you you're just gonna have to Jesus Christ. Am I in? Can you see me? Yeah. Yep, we see you. I'm at the penthouse of Tampa. This is Lacey. Lacey is picking games today. Oh, oh this is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> what has this turned into? Mojo. <laughs> Mojo, it's you that turned it into this. It's been coming out of control. I will tell you, it's the most delightful 30 minutes of my week by far. <laughs> I'll start by taking this shot at Rumplemans. Hold on one second. Okay. Oh, this is great. I love him. Oh, my God. Job, this is your personal assistant hard at work right now. <laughs> A little hundred proof rubble mints to dampen the palate. Yeah, what's going on on this episode? <laughs> I love that no one can hear each other because the music's so loud at the penthouse. <laughs> we have to take some time out from K-Funk. You can't yeah. hear anything. You can't. <laughs> You guys, you guys can mute me if you need to. Just, just no, no, K-Funk, here's what we're going to do, K-Funk. We're going to leave you just for a minute for the music, but we're going to come back to you because we can't hear. Let Lacey know what show you're on right now. Don't let her embarrass Oh, Lace, listen, Lace, Lacey is uh, the best bartender in the city of Tampa Bay, and right. she actually is a pretty good gambler. She has her own gambling account, so she's ready. All right, perfect. I'll mute myself. I can mute myself. Hold on. Okay. 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's like a whole new world. <laughs> now we don't have to scream. But we scream anyway, so it's all good. Yeah. I was like, we were screaming anyway, so. <laughs> Chris Gronkowski looks so confused right now. You couldn't even hear one thing. Chris <laughs> said, I'm a family man. I mean, Chris, you're acting like you've never been to a strip club before. I mean, there's music playing in there. <laughs> I don't remember those days. Right. When's the last time you've been to a strip club? Just between us. Man, how to probably with Mojo or with, with K Funk and didn't remember. What okay. it <laughs> Mojo, perhaps you can answer. When's the last time Chris has been to a strip club? <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely won't know. When Chris is on, he's all the way on. It turns into a spectacle, one oh that he God. very, very infrequently remembers. Strip clubs are a little different in Tampa, Stu Gots, I'll say, because. They're the only things that are open late, so everybody goes there by default. It's not like you're going to a strip club. You just It's more or less a club, and there just happens to be dancing there, too. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> half the people that go are just going because they, they want to keep partying, and it's not that late for them. What time do the bars close? What time do they close in Tampa? Three. Let me cut in for this one. You can actually drink 24 hours a day in Tampa. Right. Uh, you can go most close at three. There's a couple that close at five. Then you can go to the Hard Rock, which is open 24 hours. Okay. Hey, fuck, I love you. You might become my personal assistant. Before it's all he knows when to come back in. All right, go back in the shadows. Go back to the shadows. Mojo, the uh, the strangest person you've ever been to a strip club with. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I'd like to make a comment here. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, jo Job and I took Paulie D, the uh, DJ from uh, Jersey Shore. We took him to Scores about eight years ago, and uh, that was a pretty pretty crazy time. Okay. Uh, let's get him on the pod, all right, K-Funk? Yeah, I got you. I had, actually had a big name last week, and I text Mojo three days in a row. And every day he said, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. And then he texts me and says, hey, I'm on the show, but we're done in four minutes. Signing off. All right, all right, back to the shadows, K-Funk. <laughs> uh, Chris, how happy was your brother that uh, Brady decided to play? I think Tom made him an extra million dollars, right? Is that correct, Chris? That Millie, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you got that Millie. <laughs> that's, I mean, listen, that's a good friend. It's also why Antonio Brown left. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait, so I want to ask you guys a question. Uh, Java, we had, uh, we had Eric Dickerson on. Uh, Eric Dickerson told us stories about him having sex before games, okay? And said he would have amazing performances after having sex before games. Uh, Java Chamberlain, did you ever have sex before a Yankee, before any baseball game? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. <laughs> yeah. Over the tenure of my career, I can't think of one instance that uh, that it really it hurt me at all. You know, I never pulled anything. I, you know, none right. of those weird instances. So, no, I think, I think it helped. It cleared my mind a little bit, relaxed me, and Good. I got after it. Uh, Mojo, did you ever have sex before any of your games, ever? Well, that's a different that, – we're talking about two different things here. I was a different guy when I played football than when I was wrestling. So Right, right. All right football, so football, definitely not. I was focused, locked in. I was wiped up, all that. Wrestling, right. no comment. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chris. Chris, you know I'm going to you here. Sorry. Is your wife nearby, Chris? This is a very dangerous episode for you. She's, she's upstairs, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah.
but yeah, somewhere. Do you not want to yeah. answer this one, or, or, or how are you I, feeling? No, it makes you it gets you, man. You, you don't want to like you lose that edge if you if you're banging out the same day. So I never did. Okay. I was save that for afterwards. I mean, Jabba said he was fine, and Dickerson told us he had 215 yards after he had sex before a game. <laughs> I mean, Kay yeah, Funk's man. taking shots at the bar, in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited. I want to get to the game. Should, um, we, should we get all the games in order so then we can just have K Funk do it at the end so it's not we're not going back and forth? I like Jabba producing the show on Jabba, the good call, yeah. Jabba. It's one of the good coolest call, things Jabba. I've ever seen. Jabba, man. Oh, Jesus. Jabba, are you going to the Yes Network? What's happening here? <laughs> no, I mean, people brought it up on Twitter the other day. And, yeah. yeah, fired it up. We'll see what happens. All right. Stay right here, Jabba. Okay? We got plans. I'm not going anywhere. Keep it here. Keep it here. Uh, all right, Jabba, last week. So, are you using the coin again? My man. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Okay, the coin went one and four last week. <laughs> it wasn't a great week for anybody. All right, yeah, we um, all sucked last week. Yeah, Jabba, you were one and four. Uh, Mojo was two and three. Uh, Chris was two and three. Things are starting to tighten up here. K-Funk, you were uh, O and O. We couldn't find you. Okay, so you didn't make any any picks here. Uh, for yeah, the K-Funk. season. Billy, read this. I can't see this on the uh, on the chat here. Can you read the season uh, standings here? All right, Mojo's in the lead. He's 26 and 17. Chris is oh! 20, 21 and 22. Wait, wait, wait. What'd you call me, Billy? Oh, the spread master, sorry, is 26 and 17. Chris is 21 and 22. Jabba is 19 (laughs) and 24. K-Funk is 2 and 3. And the coin is 13 and 12 right now. Okay, still above 500. Jabba, you starting to sweat at all or are you good here? No, I'm still above 500 with the coin. It won't let me down. Okay, but in terms of just losing. I honestly think the, the coin is still undefeated. I think assigning the heads and tails to the coin is what's 13. That's been a bit inconsistent. So it's me, is what you're saying. Sugats, I would never bury you directly. (laughs) But behind my back, you would bury the out of me, right? But in a roundabout way, yeah, this is your fault. (laughs) Well, no, tell me how you guys want me to do it. Like, go ahead, tell me. I don't know. We just need someone to blame because it can't be the coin. You just, okay, you're you're going right. to have to commit to home teams or heads or home teams or tails and just stay the same because we're jumping around. We're sometimes home teams you're is right. head. The you're next right. game, you're home right. teams is tails. You're right. You guys, you guys are like right. the Dark Knight. You're like Batman, man. We got to blame <laughs> you because you can take it. Okay. Uh, I appreciate that. That was a compliment, sort of. All right. Are you guys ready? We'll go to K-Funk last, right? Is that what we're doing? All right, so we're going to go Raiders at Bengals. We'll pick all the games here. The Bengals are minus five and a half. Big playoff game. Obviously, they're all big games. Win or go home. And, Mojo, we're going to start with you. Uh, Bengals at home. Haven't played in the playoffs in a while here. Joe Burrow's first playoff game. Uh, Bengals minus five and a half against the Las Vegas Raiders. I can't figure that team out, but good luck, Mojo. (laughs) I can't. I have no idea if they're good or not. The spread master chooses the Bengals. Okay, we go to uh, Chris next. Chris, go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the points. I thought Spreadmaster was gonna take the points. I'm taking the points, dude. I okay. took the spread. The fact that you're f- leading this thing is like <laughs> it's like the biggest upset in the history of sports. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I just want to go back to K Funk. I can't wait. <laughs> All right, Java. Here we go. Is the coin ready? Yes. Okay, we have heads for the Raiders. Okay. Tails for the Bengals. He's flipping it. <laughs> Tails. 
Tails. Okay, so you have the uh, you have the Bengals. Let's go around the horn, Chris. I'm going to you first here. Buffalo minus four against the Patriots. The game is in Buffalo. Chris Gronkowski, who are you going with? Taking the points, baby. Taking All right. the points. All right, Mojo. The spread master is taking the points. So the Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia parties harder than anyone else. I'm taking the points. Give me the Bills for the spread master. Okay. Uh, all right, Jabba. Coin ready? Yes. So it's heads. Okay, you have the uh, Patriots. All right, let's go to the uh, Eagles. I'm going to you first, Mojo. Eagles at Buccaneers. Bucks. Buccaneers, I baby. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't even give you, I didn't give you the spread. <laughs> I didn't give you the spread. The spread master doesn't even need the spread. That's how good I am. All right, Gronk, do you want... Master of the spread. I created the spread. Gronk, do you want the spread or do you just want to say Tampa? I'll take Tampa. All right, Jabba, ready? Flip that coin, my man. Chris. What is the spread? You got heads? You have the Eagles. (laughs) That's good, though. I mean, they both have the Bucs. You have the Eagles. I think that's where you want to be. All right, let's go uh, 49ers at Cowboys. Cowboys are a a three-point favorite. Chris Gronkowski, who are you going with? I'm taking... I'll, I'll go Cowboys here. All right, you going Cowboys? Mojo, who you going with? The Spreadmaster chooses the Cowboys. Spreadmaster chooses the Cowboys. All right, so Jabba, heads, Niners, tails, Cowboys. Let's flip it. Tails. Tails? So all, all three of you have the Cowboys here? Yeah. All right. Uh, Steelers at Chiefs. Chiefs, 10.5-point favorites. Uh, Big Ben, I don't know how the f*** that guy's in the playoffs, but he's back points. in the playoffs again. <laughs> It's 12 and a half. I'm sorry. Let's go to uh, Mojo. Mojo, go ahead. Well, I got some insider information on this one. If my twin brother gets banged up in this game, I'm going to go ahead and suit up and then replace Travis Kelsey and increase his uh, production on the year because he's been slacking. So I'm going to go ahead and choose the Chiefs with the spread master. Okay. Uh, Gronk, I'm taking the points. With? We got you. Gronk, who are you going with? I'll take the points. Okay, uh, Jabba, you ready to go here? He's flipping it. Tails. All right, you have you have Big Ben. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has the Chiefs. Tails is. Oh, no, he has the Chiefs. Oh, I'm sorry. I, was, I, was, I was just making sure Jabba was paying attention, Billy. That's all I was trying to do there. <laughs> uh, let's go, Cardinals at Rams. Rams. Uh, Billy, hopefully, I'm reading this correctly. The Rams are minus three and a half. I'm guessing. Yes, the Rams are minus three and a half at home. I promise I will get my glasses next week. Uh, let's go to uh, Mojo first. Mojo, go ahead. Rams three and a half at home against the Cardinals. The spread master has taken the points for every game thus far. So I'm continuing the streak by taking the points. So give me the Rams. Chris Gronkowski, who do you have in this kit? Man, you're going against your Cardinals? Yeah. I'll take the Cardinals in this one. I'll take the he's points. Playing, he's playing the win, man. Nah, that's his team. You can't go against your team. I stick with the spread. I'm the spread master. So. Mojo, you don't, I, Mojo, listen, you don't have to answer to anyone, okay? That's true. <laughs> that's true. I am in first place. Here. You have a commanding lead right now. You're fine. Uh, all right, Jabba, let's go. The coin, 13 and 12 on the season. <laughs> here we go. Flip it. Here we go. Heads, tails, we got heads. All right, so you have the Cardinals. So, Mojo, you're alone on that game. All right, we uh, we go back to uh, the penthouse in Tampa. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> All right, K-Funk, do you have – is is the bartender ready? Uh, yeah, we, we are re- locked and loaded here. How many shots have you done since the last time we spoke to you, which was about a minute ago? 
Oh, we just did another one now, so add one to that. Just a few. Happy hour. Just a few. <laughs> How do you want to do this? Just tell me okay. the game, and I'll tell you our picks. All right, Raiders at Bengals. Bengals minus five and a half. Who is K-Funk going with? I am taking the Raiders. And Lacey just informed me that her best friend from growing up, her dad is the coach of the Raiders. Oh, wow. So she's taking the Raiders also. Huh. Okay. Hmm. Tell Lacey to get him on, okay? Get him on the pot. Uh, Bills minus four. Take it on the Patriots. Who is K Funk going with? I'm taking the Patriots. Lacey okay. is taking the Patriots as well. Okay. You seem um, to be agreeing with every pick she's making. That's surprising. That you're <laughs> no, I, <laughs> all, right. all right. Eagles at Buccaneers. She gave me a nasty look, and I said, you want to switch to the Bills? She said, the Bills. I'm like, all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whoa. Right. And wow. her dad's a coach on the I'll, Raiders. Crazy. I'll, I'll be taking the Eagles. <laughs> okay. Lacey will be taking Tampa. Okay, good. Um, all right, Cowboys. I'm not even giving the spreads anymore. Cowboys, Niners. Go ahead, K. Yeah, I, I know. I know the spreads. Uh, I'm taking Sam Fran. Yep. And Lacey's taking Dallas. Okay. okay. Uh, Steelers at Chiefs. We're both taking Big Ben. Really? Wow. Okay. No one's giving Big Ben a chance, man. Come on. Yeah. All right. All right. Billy, what were you asking? How's this going faster than when you do it? I don't know. <laughs> K-Funk is an assassin, man. And they're both hammered. They're taking the Steelers. Uh, Card <laughs> Cardinals. Do another shot. Cardinals and Rams. Go ahead, K-Funk. Oh, wait, he's doing a shot. Holy shit. That's the 1720 stake. <laughs> what, what? You Was said the Rams? Rams? Yeah, Cardinals at Rams. Rumplements, baby. You know me. Yeah. yeah. I'm taking Arizona. Okay. And Lacey is taking the Rams. Okay. I so want Lacey to go undefeated this weekend. I really do. And if you, if you look at all my picks and look at Mojo's picks, yeah. you'll see we are both opposite on everything. <laughs> was that on purpose? You no, I, before, before, I, before I came in today, I said I'm taking every dog. I'm number one around these parts, playboy. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see, baby. We'll see. <laughs> Why do you put on your glasses when you do that, Mojo? <laughs> falling down on my face. All right. Uh, K-Funk. Lacey, Lacey says thank you to, to you guys. We'll tell Lacey uh, thank you, and we'll talk to her next week, and we'll talk to her friend with the Raiders, okay? <laughs> Uh, K-Funk, thank you, my friend. We appreciate it. We have to uh, we have to mute you, though, because uh, we need Mojo to uh, promote whatever it is that yeah. Mojo needs to promote, whether it be the penthouse or whether it be something for Jabba, Chris Gronkowski, or something for himself. Go ahead. Let's see. Come back to me. Come back to me real quick. Okay, who do you want me to go to? Well, back does, to Lace, does Lacey have anything she's promoting? Yeah! K-Funk, ask Lacey if she would like to promote anything, okay? Lacey actually owns a... AC company. Oh wow! So really? Vince, wow. Vince, Vincent Heating and Cooling here in Tampa. So she wants to give them a shout out. It's <laughs> amazing. Well, does she want to say it herself? Oh, well, if you wanted to, here. Yeah, yeah. Tell her to promote it. This is great. Can you guys hear me? Yep. 
Hey guys, you're live. Yeah. Oh shit! Listen, if you go six and zero oh this week, you'll be hosting this thing by yourself. Okay, uh, that's it. Uh, you want to promote your air conditioning company? Vincent, B-I-N-S-O-N, Vincent Heating and Cooling. Excellent. You want to promote the penthouse at all, or are you good? The penthouse, of course. Come on. <laughs> penthouse Club, yeah. And the Tampa Bay, Tampa yes. Bay Bucks. I have a question for you. The biggest celebrity you've seen at the penthouse is who? I actually had to sign something to say. I couldn't say this person's name. Oh. Um, yeah. But- all right, you're gonna say one, no, I'm not. Um, is there a celebrity who didn't make you sign anything where you can say their name? Um, I mean, we've had a ton of like box players. We've had a uh, Pitbull was here like two weeks ago. Um, yeah. Um, Julio Jones. Oh, Julio Jones was here not too long ago. Can you get any of these people on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> All right, K-Fuck, uh, right, you guys. have been the, uh, the star, you and Lacey, the star of these proceedings. Thank you. Nice being on, boys. See you soon. Okay, we will talk to you. You're the MVP this week. <laughs> uh, Mojo, <laughs> you want to promote? Go ahead. Just promote. Okay, everybody. here we go, baby. Well, yeah. here it is. You see the shades every week. Everyone listening at home doesn't, so check them out. Your boy is partnered up with Pit Viper, the coolest shades in the game. Be like Mojo, I got 69 pairs, best-looking sunglasses on the market. Chris has a deal with them, too. Check them out. All right, boys, get out of here. Uh, we love you. We'll keep this going through the Super Bowl here. Listen, let's leave on this note. Uh, I, I Usually, we leave on God Bless Football. I just say God Bless Gay Funk. I mean, that's it. <laughs> You're boosting them too much, man. <laughs> what do you mean? Here all week. Hey, bro, remember when we came on your podcast? I was MVP week one. Hey, bro, hashtag Gay Funk Army. Hey, bro. <laughs> guy, I told you I know stars. Hey, guy, I run this. Hey, guy, I'm number one. Hey, guy. I'm MVP. Hey, guy, what time are we filming next week? Hey, guy, you didn't tell me what time we're filming next week. Hey, guy, are we filming or what next week? Hey, Mo- hey Mo- Mojo, I make two calls and you're not flying on private jets anymore. Calm down. Wow. <laughs> see, you see, you can't beat that. Can't beat that. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, we appreciate it. Give <laughs> Lacey our best. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even certain how to end this, to be honest with you. <laughs>